Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. All right, guys, we know that the echo effect is happening again in this episode. We just wanted you to have a forewarning, but we are working on it. So once again, enjoy this episode. Sorry about the issue. We'll get back to you next week with a better one. Mike is hot. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) This is so dumb. Uh, Hi, I'm Brian. Oh, you're bleeding. It's all right. Finish. Okay, (laughs) hi, I'm... Okay, let's get together. Hi, I'm Brian. <laughs> and I'm Shane. And you're listening to Fruit Sneaks. You know what? We uh, realized that last week we didn't do an intro and we kind of butchered that one. But but that was your fault. Why? Because you jumped into the RuPaul. Oh. Guess who's back in the house? I have a new song for you. Okay, go ahead. You want to eat this pussy? Nope. You want to eat this ass? Mm-mm. Stick your finger up my butt and make me scream. Yes. Yes. You want a snack? Yes. You started bleeding? You have dry blood in your ear. Oh, yeah. It's because I was shaving my head and I cut my ear. You know, it's hard when you're shaving in the shower without a mirror. You need to get a mirror. Your shower is big enough for 17 different people and you don't have a I mirror. I know. I should get like a full length you should could you imagine having sex in that girl it would steam up pretty quickly i mean let's get real if it's my shower no one's having sex in it (laughs) (laughs) at least if that did happen with the person you've been having sex with you would just be able to you'd just be able to wash the syphilis away as you're having sex called out oops what's his name have we talked about that? give me his first name and last name no. Give me his Insta handle. You guys, here's the thing. Remember <laughs> a couple episodes ago, I was saying I had that hoe phase, and then after sleeping with three guys in two weeks, like that first guy called me to say he had gonorrhea, and I was like, "Of course, oh this gonorrhea. Is, this is my. This is this is, you know, yeah." And so then, motherfuckers, I almost had syphilis. I had sex with another person. They're like, "Hey, you might want to get tested." Like, where am I? You're right. I do like dirty boys. I know. (laughs) They carry it under their fingernails. Wow. Full circle. I mean, here's the thing, y'all. I am protected. Like I said, I'm on prep and I'm not really having sex. And I use condoms all the motherfucking time. Did this bitch get syphilis? Nah. You just pull a condom Did this bitch get gonorrhea? Nah. Nah, bitch. Nah. That's because you're selfish and you don't give head. You don't eat butt. Uh, you okay, don't do anything. You times, just lay there on your back that's a lie. and expect the boy both to have times sex with you. I sucked his wiener. Ew. And no, I didn't eat his ass because that's not a first date thing. What? No. You eat strangers' ass? Mm-hmm. That's I also nice. swallow every time. <gasps> You're brave. I know. I I've, love it. It, turn, only... it really turns me on. Well, mm-hmm. I swallow every time that I come second. Yeah, once I can't you come, do it after you can't, I come. You can't I'm like, swallow. Ugh. Sorry, we should have given an explicit warning that we're talking so deeply about sex. Um, do you have a fruit no fly? No pun intended. For us? I do. Fruit fly, don't bother me. Fruit fly, don't bother me. Fruit fly, don't bother me. Actually, it kind of leads into this conversation. Okay. So, I was working this trip with this girl and. She was pretty cool, like, really easygoing, laid back. She was married to this Irishman, like, uh-huh. literally lives in Ireland. And I guess now they're divorced, but, uh-huh. or split, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, but we were flying together, 
And this has almost happened before, but this is the first time that it actually happened. Yeah. And I feel like being a flight attendant, because of the lifestyle, this uh, is more prone to happening, which is why I'm bringing this up as a fruit fly. But we were talking about something, and I don't remember what the conversation was, but we were chit-chatting, and I was like, oh, yeah, let me find it, and I'll show you. And I, like, opened my phone right next to her, and I opened Safari, and my porn from the (laughs) night before was just right on the screen so it was like mandango dick fuckers 2012 (laughs) fisting finale (laughs) maybe um (laughs) but i was like i was so embarrassed and she was young like if there was anybody that that could have happened with i'm happy that it happened with her but in the moment i was like oh and i like pulled my phone down really quickly and she's like show me i want to see and i (laughs) I was like what and she's like it was porn right and i was like how did you know did you see it she's like no girl but she's like (laughs) she's like is that main main day (laughs) (laughs) she like knew exactly what it was (laughs) she pulls it up it's on her own she's like girl i got the poster (laughs) (laughs) um but she was like, no, she's like, we're in hotels every night. So I expect that people are just going to have porns on, porns, porn. porn on their phone. Um, but I think that that is like, because we're in hotels every right. night. And if you're not on Grindr or hooking up with people randomly, like it's probable that you're going to have porn at some point or another and forget about it. Yeah. But here's the thing, like I never forget about it, but I just must have been really tired and fallen asleep with it and just not thought about right. it. But I was mortified. But then, get this, it gets better. So we're sitting on the jump seat and we're on the, the I almost said the jet bridge, the runway waiting to take off. And you know, like sometimes when you're waiting to take off, it's really quiet uh-huh. and like nobody's talking. Uh-huh. And because people are, are all listening to things with headphones in, there's like no noise. Yeah. So in the front two seats, um, it would have been Charlie Delta, so like aircraft right, uh-huh. so I can see them from the jump seat. She's sitting there, and she's like, okay, the daddy's cute. He's sitting in the aisle seat, Charlie. She goes, but his son, if he didn't look like he was 14, I would straddle that dick and ride him so hard on the plane. Mind you, it's so quiet, and she's speaking at this volume, uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm mortified. I'm instantly starting to like completely cringe and uh-huh. like just curl in because I, I'm Wait, did in. They, did the people recoil at all or like show that they could hear? Oh, recoil. That's the word I was looking for. Um, I don't think so. And if they did, they were not like acting upon it, but I was so like, Oh my God, like shut up. Like you're or at least just say it quietly. Like, uh-huh. but she was like, he's going to be a looker, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I would sit on that face. And I was like, Love that you're talking about this. Like, maybe just not right now. Yeah. Like, maybe once we're up in the air and people can't hear anything. Needless to say, I had no need to be embarrassed about having porn on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in that situation both times where I was talking raunchy because I talk loud as fuck. Uh-huh. And I don't give a shit who's around. People are always like, Brian, people can't hear you. And I'll literally be like, excuse me, can y'all hear me? <laughs> and they don't respond. I'm like, they can't hear me. <laughs> but I cared more because he was young. No, I get it. Yeah. It's just inappropriate. Yeah. And then also, um, I was sitting on the jump seat and a guy was showing me something on his company phone <laughs> and went into Safari and there was like four browsers open of porn. Uh, on your company phone? Company phone, yeah. Can't they monitor that? That's what I thought. I think they can, um, but... Interesting. I don't know. And, it, like, the guy who I was sitting with next to was, like, not... It was gross. Yeah, it was gross. He actually got fisted. Yes. He was on Mandango Fuckers 2015 yeah. fisting finale. 
That's so gross. Yeah. There is not. I was just talking about this with somebody. There is absolutely nothing. And I've been getting into some like kinky shit. Kinky shit. But there is absolutely nothing about fisting that turns me on. I'm going to be honest. I had a fisting phase. Where you were doing it? Yeah, to myself. No. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like fisting porn would kind of get me aroused. Oh. But then when they would pull the fist out and <gasps> no, like, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. It's too much. You know what? Like I get in my head and I get so grossed out about the idea of what that fist is feeling inside. Like it's just so far in. I just feel like you are literally touching body parts. Yeah. Like you play with the lungs. Oh my God. Stop. 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 I'm cord. getting so grossed out. I'm getting hard. <laughs> yes. Just um, kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's just like, I just, I've never been turned on by it. Yeah. And I, even now in my like kinkiest of phases since ever, I just, there's nothing about it that yeah. intrigues me. Um, going back to your fruit fly though. It's funny because like, <clears throat> We're on the plane so much that sometimes we forget we're not at home. Yeah. Especially when you're flying with someone who you're so comfortable with. Yeah. I always am so inappropriate on the plane. And I forget that, like, even though we can't see gas, they can still hear us. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, in the galley. And so, yeah. yeah so, But luckily, no one has ever approached me and we're like, you guys are talking too loud. We can hear you. So, I just keep blabbing away. <laughs> chatter, 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 chatter. That's mm-hmm. all. All right. Well, that's my fruit fly. So? So, this week, speaking of fisting, I want to talk about (laughs) self-empowerment. Raise your fist to the air. (laughs) Fist up. So, we're going to get into fresh fruit. Yeah. So, um, this topic, I was prompted to think about this topic because I was listening to the new Homecoming album by Beyonce, Uh and there's a part in this album. I honestly thought this, this, this little Homecoming thing would be your in-season. Well, maybe now it is, (laughs) because we're talking about this. You can't do fresh fruit in season. Anyways, there's a part through it where Beyonce is on stage, obviously, at one point, and she goes, ladies, and there's no music. You were screaming your head off? Yeah, sure. I was in my shower. No, but I was... um, But there's a lady! (laughs) I'm a woman! (laughs) But, But there's, like, there's no music, there's no nothing, and it's just, like, the crowd cheering, and Beyonce's like, ladies, and they go wild, like, ape shit. Yeah. And she goes, ladies, like, she says it again, and they get louder, and I was just like, what is it about, and this sounds so silly to, to think back to, but I was thinking, what is it about Beyonce saying ladies that suddenly makes these women feel so empowered that they just don't feel that way all the time but here's the thing it goes beyond women bitch i would oh no for sure no for sure (laughs) yeah oh yeah like come on ladies yeah Yeah, but i don't i didn't mean like women specifically but i I just mean in a moment like that there's something that happens internally for us where (laughs) we suddenly get this this sense of empowerment and i don't know where that comes from so uh my first like my first thought is like what is self-empowerment to you like what does that mean 
Um, self-empowerment to me is relying on your own abilities to go forth as a warrior in this world and be like, I got this bitch. All right. And that, that doesn't mean like this fake facade of like, I got it together, but knowing every ounce of your ability where you have strengths, where you have weaknesses and fully fall into those and be like, it's all right. See, like keyword there for me, the, uh-huh. the one thing that stuck out of all of that was weaknesses, because I don't think that people associate weaknesses totally. with self-empowered totally. or being self-empowered, right. but being able to embrace your uh-huh. weakness and challenge through it is that self-empowerment, yeah, I think. I don't, because I, I feel like when people highlight their weaknesses, they think that that is like a limit where mm. I would never be able to get into that, right? Like, I would say a weakness for me is um, having patience for emotional, like, emotions, I guess, in general. Just mm-hmm. having patience for emotions. Like, I don't have patience for emotions when people are, like, acting crazy or whatever. It, like, drives me insane. Yeah, it does. Um, But because I know that, I know how to take that situation and make it better. Where I'm like, I know that's a weakness of mine, so let me frame this framework in a way that like I still have control over it right right where it's like if someone's coming to me crying and they're like I need your help Brian and I don't have the patience I'm like hey I'm not the person that you probably should talk to about this do you get what I'm saying Mm -hmm. where yes it's my weakness but I take strength in the fact that I should let them know like don't come to me you know so it's like that self-empowerment where it's like you can choose what you do with your abilities or the lack of abilities and kind of like forge your own path which is interesting because I feel like the bigger sense of self-empowerment in a situation like that should be the person breaking down totally. to be like, let me hone it in for a second. Uh-huh. Let me figure my shit out before I bring it to another but person. That's what I mean. The weakness could be like, oh, I'm emotional, but because I know I get emotional, let me figure out my emotions before right. I splat that shit on someone uh-huh. else. So it's like, yeah, maybe that's a weakness. I don't see it as a weakness, but if they did see it as a weakness, yeah. they can still hone that and be self-empowered through I, that. I used to see, and that's actually really I love that you just said that. Um, I used to see my... Not at all. I used to see my emotions or my vulnerability through emotions Uh as being very weak. Sure. And... I think we've we've touched base on that. Yeah. And I let that bleed a lot into my Uh self-identity. Uh-huh. And now what I'm finding as I get older is that that part of me, the emotional side of me... Yeah the vulnerable side of me doesn't have to be my weakness. I can live this very self-empowered life through those emotions as long as I can properly filter them. For sure. Into different uh, um, situations or scenarios. Um, And that's been a really hard balance Mm -hmm. because it's easy to get overwhelmed in emotions. But when you can take them and say, I can empathize with you or I can... I can truly relate to a situation right. or a person right. because I can feel that emotion with you. Exactly. I can bond us through this yes. and help us work through this together yes. because of that. And I was going to say, it almost makes a deeper relationship bond when you can kind of almost um, relate in a struggle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where oh, like, for sure. Where it's like, yeah, I, I struggle with that. And you feel like, oh, y- you get it. And uh-huh. you're a teammate. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And for sure, in that moment, you're self-empowered or someone else is empowering you to be like, hey, it's okay to struggle or whatever the case is. Um, Maybe not even struggle in the sense of like a negative thing, but like, oh my God, I do the same stupid Mm -hmm. shit or I do that too or whatever. Yeah. But I I even relate it back to when I look at my tribe, for instance, Uh when I look at the closest people around me, 
I always look at their strengths. Yeah. And now I see my strength being the emotional one in my circle. Like I'm the one who gets emotional, but like I said, it's being able to take that and say, that's what I provide to this, to this circle of people is I provide that side because emotions are not non-existent. They exist. For sure. Allow those to exist in a productive way. Right. um, In an empowering way. And that's actually been really exciting to experience as well. Like to feel empowered by that mm-hmm. um, has been really great. So do you think you're self-empowered? Like, am I self-empowered? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably too confidently self-empowered. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I don't need no one. Ooh, that was a whole Who <laughs> teach you how I to spoke? I don't even need to spoke English. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Bad. Like we mentioned, <laughs> that is so nasty. I'm so sorry, guys. Bitch, Shane mentioned he is on some fucking protein powder. This motherfucker moved in his seat, and because he like kind of like pushed a little, fucking fart came out. Now we fucking smelling cauliflower fucking bullshit. Ew. What'd you ask me, nigga? Ah. <laughs> uh. I was asking if you were self self empowered. Yeah, and you I, said yeah too much. Too much. I have too much confidence. Too much power. Do you think you have too much confidence? Is that is do you do think I that personally that's... think I have too much confidence? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but do you think that that's a thing? And I don't mean I'm not talking about cockiness. Uh huh. I'm saying realistically, do you think that having too much confidence can pull from a person's identity? In a negative way. It depends if you find it in a negative light, I guess. Okay. Like, I think that I cherish that about myself. Like, I feel like if you were to come across anyone who knows me, they would say that I'm a strong individual in every regard to that word. And I take that as a compliment. Uh Uh-huh. I would feel safe with you if the world were ending. I would too. Because I think that you'd be confident that you would find a way to For sure. survive. Do would I actually find a way? Who the fuck knows? Right. But I would go in thinking, Bitch, but that, I got this. But that instantly eases other people's sure. insecurities. And that's that's where it almost like eases my insecurities. Uh-huh. Because I'm like confident in my insecurity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um when I'm feeling insecure, I have no problem being like, I feel vulnerable right now and I feel empowered to be like, Yeah, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Fuck this shit. And I'll say that. I've been thinking that a lot recently. So uh, right now we're introducing a lot of new hires uh-huh. into the line. Uh, and so I've been flying with a lot of like... Junior people. Junior. I mean, I'm junior because I've only been flying a year, but I'm talking like brand new. Yeah. And I was thinking on... The, I've thought on the jump seat recently, I would feel so not good if this plane went down right now and you uh, were sitting by my sure. side. Like I feel like I would have shit. to take control. For sure. And I want somebody who who will take control with me, who I can share that control right. with in that big of an emergency. And that comes from feeling like they're not self-confident. Sure. Or like not even that they're not self-confident, that they don't care to, to uh, exude confidence. Sure. Um, and that instantly pulls from their character for sure. me. 
because I feel like that's probably how they lead their lives, right. you know, as opposed to like when I'm in the galley or doing things about the plane, I'm like, let me just do it. I know exactly what I need right. and how just how to make it work. Like the other day, we actually had trainees on our flight. And at one point, I had three of them in the aisle doing three different things that we would normally just take time to do one at a time. Right. And one of the flight attendants who was on my crew was like, we don't normally do that all at once. But I was like, we have the, the extra hands on board. Just get it done. We're going to hit turbulence soon. Why not just do it? Yeah. It's so much more efficient to just have them all doing right. it at once. Um, but that came from my confidence of, of being able to roadmap, like, I'm just going to have them do this right now. We'll all be able to hang out afterwards. They can ask questions. Like, I could see that. Right. That but linear I, I equation. Think a part of that self-empowerment is, like, realizing that you can, you're okay with being wrong. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because you're, like, in that moment, you're, like, this makes sense to me. But if it didn't uh-huh. work, you'd be, like, oh, okay, next time I know. Right. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like people don't feel like they are in power in that sense because they don't want to look stupid. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, bitch, I will look dumb every single day just by the way I speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I found confidence in Chelsea Handler for a while where she started saying, I'll take on looking stupid so that other people can learn from my mistakes. Sure. And I was like, that's like, that is self for sure. empowerment for to sure. me, you know, to be able to feel confident looking dumb, knowing that other people will benefit right. from that. Right. Um, um, and I, I feel like I'm, used to putting myself in situations that might be uncomfortable or unsettling because I feel like that's when I grow the most is when I'm like, I don't, this feels unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 I try to actively do things outside of my comfort zone where like one time I was like, in, not recently, but like before I was like uncomfortable going to eat out by myself. Mm-hmm. Like just to sit in, you know, at, at a table at a restaurant and, I would even like be like, okay, well, if I'm on the phone, it doesn't look like I'm like doing right. nothing. But then now I'm like, why do I need to be on my phone? Like, uh-huh. it, it feels uncomfortable for me to sit still and just eat my food and not talk to anyone and like just sit there, right? Yeah. And so then I recognized that and I was like, okay, well, let me force myself to do that and be aware of what my brain is doing to try to catch myself uh-huh. to be like, pick up your phone or call yeah. someone or like, what are you doing? Like, I. Like, little things like that make me feel more empowered because I feel like I will handle situations that I feel uncomfortable with mm-hmm. a little bit better when I when they arise. Yeah. Yeah, because you so, get experience through that. So do you feel like you find your self-empowerment through those moments of uncertainty or doubt or weakness or vulnerability? On the end of it, yeah, by the end of it. I think going through it, not always. I'm like, sure. you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, I'm failing. I don't want to look stupid, blah, blah. And that anxiety sometimes kicks in while you're going through that journey. But when you take a step back, or at least when I take a step back and think, okay, if I failed, what? I'd like, who cares? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then that empowerment is like there. But yeah, I think this is years of becoming 30 where I feel this way. But, like, it hasn't always been where I was, like, I guess this confident. I think I was always the most confident I could be in those moments. I agree. But um, You've always exuded a, a, a certain level of self-confidence. For sure. Like, think about dance. Like, yeah, I don't know anything about dance, but <laughs> when it's my turn to go, you would think I would be trained. Totally. But even if it's the backyard training... Bitch. Well, that's I'm, like I'm selling backyard training. <laughs> that's like when I would always come to Tron with Miles uh-huh. to go see like Chikara and, uh-huh. and you and whatever. And Miles would always, always, every single time, hi Booby. Miles would always say, "I could watch Brian dance for hours." And he used to tell you that, and it would make uh, you uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. And you would always be like, "Shut up!" And we would walk away from that. And I'm not kidding you. Almost every time he would say, 
I'm not trying to, like, boost his ego or flatter him. There's just something about watching him move that is so intriguing. And I know what he's talking about. But I feel like that, like you said, is not coming from training. You don't have a background in in dance, but that's your self-confidence. Being like, this is awkward or whatever, but I'm going to sell the fuck out of this shit. But also being in tune with yourself and your body. Sure. And a lot of people are not. Sure, sure. Which is, like, kind of cute and charming in somebody when they can't dance, but to have awareness of your body physically and know what might look good because it feels good to the body takes so much. (laughs) This is getting sexual. Is it? Yeah, to me. Like, you're saying, I guess you could talk. I'm a good fucker in bed. You could apply it to that. (gasps) How you know? I was trying to use my words very wisely. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it does apply to anything like I think that. So too. Like, have you ever seen somebody kiss really poorly? Absolutely. Just recently, this happened to me. Like, you kissed someone yes, and I who was a bad kisser? End. Oh, no. Yes. Well, how was it bad? Tell me. Okay. Oh, my God. I, I love bad kiss. I hate bad kissing, but I love it. I don't like to say that it's a bad kiss because I don't think anyone's a bad kisser. Really? I, just think, I do. Here's the thing. Because for me to say someone's a bad kisser, it's almost like saying like someone's ugly when someone else might find them attractive. Do you get what I'm saying? Like their kissing style just doesn't fit with my kissing style. Some people might like a lot of tongue or, you know, really forceful or like pecs or whatever. Oof. I'm just throwing out shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. For me, none of that shit really flies. <laughs> uh-huh. But... The kisses, I just felt like, I wish that you guys could see, as a listener, what I'm about to show Shane. I'll try to, like, verbalize it through, um, voice. <laughs> but, words. For, thank you, description. But, literally, it was, like, the most self-conscious kisser. Um, like, it... If I'm laying next to you, I want you to be like, I want you. Yeah. I want to enjoy making Body it. But it was like, they didn't really want to touch me. And I'm like grabbing them, grabbing their face. And then they're just kind of like pecking, right? Ew. And then instead of like putting tongues in each other's mouths, it was just kind of like as if they were licking their own lips. So it was like their mouth was barely open. And it was just like. Ew. Yeah, like slowly going in and out, but barely even coming out. You know who used to lick their lips like that all the time? Who? David Archuleta. When he would sing. Watch uh, a video of David Archuleta singing like on American Idol or something. Every time he would like be between lines or words like or whatever, lips, yeah. he would like do this quick like left to right or right to <laughs> like left a thing. Yeah, like I don't know. It's so but, but to yeah. to know that somebody was kissing you like that it, like, is so instantly gross. Instantly I could feel that they were not confident in what they were doing. And so uh-huh. it just made me really aware of what was going on and took me completely out of the moment and I was just like wanting it to end. I don't know who you're talking about, but did do you did you have any interaction with this person other than a sexual interaction? Yeah. So did they seem Yes, it matches their personality. Oh really? Yeah. Especially with me. Like I said, I'm a very strong personality, and I think people are either drawn... Well, I think if they're dating me, they have to be drawn to it in some capacity, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the ones that work out like the idea of just being, like, controlled, I guess, Uh or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. But, like, I feel like some people admire... Cause like there's a dominance and a yes, submissiveness to, but like to they, they admire the the dominance or that that power, but yeah. then when they they like 
almost like quiver when it when it's there. Do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they're not playing the role that they thought they should be signing right. up for. Do you know what I mean? Well, because a lot. I mean, think about like what we were talking about with fisting, where like maybe while you were masturbating, it was this like thing that turned you on, and the second you were done, it was like something you didn't want anymore. Uh-huh. I feel like sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we think we're really going to enjoy it, and then suddenly it's happening, and we're like. Oh, wait. See, but I wouldn't get myself in a situation like that. Like, if I'm getting in a situation where I'm playing the submissive, like, hey, I'm here for the audition as the submissive bitch. <laughs> oh, I I'm love context to that fucking submissive bitch. I'm going to be like, ooh, daddy. Yes. Ah, choke me. Uh, you know? Why did you go for that accent? Mm, punch my head. <laughs> I don't know. Spit on me. Slap me. Stab mm. me with that knife in your back pocket. Yes. Ooh. That's why you were bleeding earlier. <laughs> but yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But what attract... See, I don't feel like you're attracted to people who don't come across as confident. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. So what got you in that position then? Well... Where you were hooking up. Wait, say that one more time. Sorry. Okay, so if... Because uh, I feel I'm not like... Attracted to, or I am attracted to people who aren't that confident. No, I think you oh. are attracted to people who are confident. Oh, well, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, let me just do it because I'm single. <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, I want to do this a, It was a slutty moment. Yeah. Like, okay. it was just like, right. oh, you're here. Well, that Let's make out. Yeah. Right. And I was like, this is why I don't fucking do this dating shit. Okay. This is why I don't fucking sleep around. Because syphilis be floating in the air. <laughs> fucking gonorrhea be floating in the air. Bitch. <laughs> These nasty kissers. I'm like, ugh. Why I can't ju- I just find someone who's like down? <laughs> That's all. See, now I'm getting off topic. All right. Well, okay, so if you could go back in time and, like, talk to that person out of that context where you guys were hooking up, uh-huh. how would you have a conversation? Say they came to you. Like, how would you have a conversation with someone like that who's looking for self-empowerment? Um, like, what advice do you have like, for somebody? Okay, let's role play. Ta- like, act like them. Okay. Um, I feel like when I get around other people, I get social anxiety and I start to close in and close myself off from other people and I, my body starts to recoil. Uh-huh. What makes you feel um, anxious? Uncertainty. Of what? Being liked? Yeah, like doubt in myself. Okay. And let's say they don't like you, then what? Then I feel lonely. Okay, but is that true? Are you actually lonely? No. Then why does that matter then? Mm, that was Do you good. Know what I'm and seen. And seen. Like, you have to ask yourself if if what you're afraid of is true... Then what? Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Mm. Right? Like, that's like a big... And this is actually great that you brought this up because I was like meditating I recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was meditating recently and I was like, always. I always think about these situations and scenarios and I'm very uh, aware of interpersonal, like, interpersonal relationships and I always think about the people in my life and stuff like that. And I always think in a dating sense too because I always do hypothetical dates in my head because I don't go on real ones. <laughs> <laughs> I just go on a 30 minute date with myself. I'm gonna buy you Barbies for your 31st birthday. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Barbie's dream house. For real, though. Um, I was doing that because I was thinking, like, a lot of people in the dating realm will try to, like, create a fake bond almost or like a fake attraction or a fake interest into someone mm-hmm. for the simple fact of, like, wanting to be liked. Okay. And I'm very, like, blunt with yeah, it. Yeah, you I'm are. Like, hey, this isn't working for me. I'm sorry. And I feel like people... You're that way not even just romantically. You're like that with anybody. Anybody. But yeah. I would want the same respect because then it's like, okay, if you're not interested, tell me that so I, I'm not wasting oh, time. Oh, right, right. You know? And so if someone were to be like, you know what, Brian? Like, I don't like you. 
uh, I don't want to date you. You know, and they're like, I'm sorry, I don't I don't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm like, that would never hurt my feelings if you told mm. me you weren't interested. Because to me, I don't know you enough to even invest that kind of, like, feeling. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, that's where I think when it's weird when people have, like, a fear. Not weird, I understand it. Because I've when I was, like, in the closet and stuff, I had a, I, like, attributed a lot of my value on what people thought of me. So I get that anxiety of, like, oh, I just want to be liked, you know? But then when you think about... When you walk into a party, they're all strangers, which gives you anxiety, right? But then if they've casted a judgment on you, who gives a fuck? Because there's no value that they've given to you or understood who you are to even value an opinion off of. So when Mm -hmm. they give that snap judgment, you're like, of course they have this weird judgment of me that we don't know each other. Do you know what I mean? So if someone had a weird opinion on me after meeting them at a party, I'd be like, okay. You know, like it literally would not phase me because I'm like that judgment has nothing to do with who I am because you know nothing about me, yeah. right? Like, all you're, all you're seeing, like, if I were to see you, is like, I don't like him. Why? I don't know. And all I saw really is, like, you didn't say much, but other than your blue eyes, your white skin, and the clothes you're wearing, I am judging my judgment off of who you are as an individual off of that. I'm like, that has no value. So it's like, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. So if someone were to walk in in this scenario with social anxiety, I'd be like, okay, worst case scenario, they don't like you. So why is that important? Right. Do you even know them enough to really care that like there's no you're not losing anything because you mm-hmm. don't know them. Right. Yeah. But I think it's because there's this potential gain that we think we'll have or receive if people do like us sure. or if we are perceived in a way that that makes that reassures our confidence in sure. ourselves. Then that to me, you're basing your self-esteem off of someone else's opinion. So do you think that it's. <laughs> that was not me this time girl i had a kale salad <laughs> sorry we both fucking farting out plants <laughs> i got on mic that would be funny i think both of these have been picked up I on mic so. for sure um, <laughs> so do you think do you think that there's um a drawback or do you think it's almost a weakness of sorts to find your self empowerment through others um, or your interaction with others. No, because to say that I don't care about what anyone thinks about me would be overshooting it. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I care what you think about me, right? but I think we've built a bond to the point where I wouldn't want to upset you as a friend. Right. Yeah. Um, and that goes with like everyone who's close to me in my life. But I think there is a sense of um, you're like failing yourself when you start putting someone else's opinion over your own about your own self-image, right? Mm -hmm. Because realistically, like, I get the idea of portraying what you want to be seen as, right? So because I want to seem athletic, I would take interest in athletic things. But I think that kind of coexists because I am athletic. I am perceived as athletic. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Um, but I think that when you start putting precedence of other people's value on you over your own, that's when you're in like dark water. Because mm-hmm. like if someone were to be like, I don't see you as athletic, Brian, but I did, it wouldn't faze me because I'd be like, okay, I do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But if it was like, if it was something that I felt like I did need to change, then I would like look into that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Whether I needed to change it, the actual attribute, I think would be a different discussion than changing the things that make it lead to that attribute. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, let me give an example. Well, I'll give an like. Go ahead. I'm going to keep it on theme with the whole Beyonce thing. Uh-huh. Like, I think a lot of what Beyonce's done in, say, the past even five years with her music uh-huh. and her art uh-huh. 
has really set standards for artists in general right now in the industry. And I think that at first there is this perception that people don't understand and that people are not receiving right away because it's so new compared to her in Destiny's Child or her first album or her first two albums. And Bernard always talks about this where he's, he mentions how a lot of people, especially people not of color, have an issue with her rapping on a lot of her stuff now. And they're like, since when is she a rapper? And it's like, it's not that she was never not a rapper. It's just that now she's embracing her full blackness, her, her, yeah. full, blackness, her full culture, and, and different things that have probably always interested her, but that she couldn't actually dive into because she was constrained by other people. And now she's at this point in her career where she is setting standards. Right. And I think that what's happening for, like, her, and this sounds so silly because I'm, like, analyzing Beyonce, but it's just an easy example because everyone knows her. And I think that's that what's happening is people are seeing her as so self-empowered that they look up to that. And they, they see that whatever she has is what they want to attain in some way or another. You know, where she can sit on a stage and say ladies once and get hundreds of thousands of people to scream their faces right. off or not even say ladies and scream their faces off yeah, she has to just show up on the stage yeah. and they'll go wild yeah i'm one of those bitches mm-hmm. i'm not even a big fan of beyonce like that but if that bitch was standing there i'd be like you better fucking stand bitch you better fucking stand there stand stand beyonce yes, fans blow blow but fans like, stand 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 <laughs> yeah yeah I cut you off. You were going to say no. Something. That was. I mean, it, it kind of falls in line with everything I'm saying. I think that okay. when you, here's the thing: when you know yourself to a point of self empowerment, you start living through your action, mm-hmm. and then your action reflects back you as an individual. And right. then I think that mutual, um, that mutual appreciation where you see yourself in a mind's eye in a mirror, and you're like, I like that reflects who I am as a person, right? That's when, like, that self-empowerment is like, yeah, I can do no wrong because you start respecting the person in the mirror and you like that person. But then when you start doing things for other people and you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't see yourself because you're not being yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? It's from being genuine. Yeah. And that's what I always say. It's like, if you're going to be that bitch, then own being that (laughs) bitch. But if you are saying you're that bitch but not acting like that bitch... Don't be surprised. Or the other way around when you are being that bitch, but you won't say you're that bitch. Well, that's, like, that's exactly what I'm saying, though. Oh, because yeah. like, I think of there was a point where um, uh, someone in a group of my friends was sleeping around a lot. Uh-huh. And we were like, you're so slutty. And they'd be like, no, I'm not. Stop saying that. And, yeah, like a, and I'm like, but I wasn't making fun of that. Exactly. Like, I was almost like, I've never had a slutty moment like that. And I'm almost like envious of it because you can do it. And they were they were perceiving it as this like judgment, negative yeah. internal judgment, and it had nothing to do with that, right. you know. Um, but just own it if you are that, because That's I would appreciate and respect yes. that so much more. Like me, I'm like, yeah, I almost got gonorrhea and syphilis. <laughs> so what? I'm fucking single. I can't sleep around. Sexual diseases exist. If I got one, I have one. I've had oh, a sexual disease, but I didn't. 
And so I'm that bitch. Okay. You know? But that is exactly it. Yeah. Don't be that bitch. Don't be sleeping around and be like, I don't fucking sleep around. I'm not a slut. <laughs> be like, okay, well, why do you call me slutty? Well, I think sleeping around with five guys is slutty. Well, I don't. So if you think I'm a slut, sure. But I don't think I'm a slutty. That's what I mean. Like, owning whatever it is. Be yeah. like, 10 guys is slutty to me. So once I get there, check back in. I'll agree. <laughs> but until I get to the 10, five is cute. Mm-hmm. I didn't have sex with five guys. I wish I had sex with five guys. <laughs> That's once. not a personal experience. I would do five guys at once mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Mm. In order. I don't think I'd want to be penetrated though. At all? I would want to touch their dicks with my hands and mouth and stuff, but I don't think I'd want it in my butt. That's a lot of pain. Five dicks in a butt. That's oh, a lot. Okay, Not at but once, like you wouldn't have still. sex with one of them? I don't, I don't know. You're so not a bottom. I'm trying to embrace being a, like, I want to be that bitch. <laughs> so I'm living <laughs> through my experiences being that bitch. Mm. I think there's like something so sexy about being a bottom and being yeah. like, no, I'm in control. There's that full control. Well, there has to be something sexy about it. That's why tops look for bottoms. There's something that they're interested in there. All right. Anyways. <laughs> so other than yourself and Beyonce, who do you think is self-empowered? Um, that's tough. You want me to go first? Yeah. I think right now we're finding a surgeon's which also bleeds in again to the theme that or the examples I've been using of women right now For being sure. really self-empowered. But I, I wish women were more self-empowered in the sense of really unfucking yourself mm. because I feel like women still are self-empowered through the means of how they knew how to live. Do you get what I'm saying? Like think about if everyone we lived around and grew up with was gay Mm-hmm. we would understand truly what it's like to be gay, mm-hmm. right? But we understand we understood what gay was through the heterosexual lens of like, it's bad, it's not okay, sure. da-da-da. But now we're taking that back, but there's still that pain inside, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like women, I love So that. they're still seeing their like gender-conforming exactly. roles as the epitome of what their identity is. Yes, where there's still that like ting of like past, Mm-hmm. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing, and I'm not trying to like. Sure. I'm not well, you don't to, want to forget history, right? And I'm not trying to downplay people who are empowered, but right. I, I just wish, and this is me coming from, I support you, women, not me coming from a, crit- a critical place, being like, you're a fake ass bitch, you're not as empowered as you should be. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I wish you would fully fledge into that empowerment. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I am here for it, and I support that shit to, like, beyond, yeah. beyond, yeah. yeah. But I feel like it's almost like it's like it's like a buzzword and they're like, yes, feminism. But then they're really not about it. Do you get what I'm saying? They're yeah. still putting each other down or whatever, doing that. Yeah, I do think stuff. that there's like a limit to self-empowerment, though, where there's a, there's a point to which your self-empowerment will only take you so far. And what I mean by that is I've recently become obsessed with the show Younger, uh-huh. which is actually where Nico, how I know Nico Tortorella whose podcast I uh, like had mentioned to you. Um, <laughs> that's another, another conversation for another podcast. Um, but there's a character on that show who was just recently introduced and she is think like um, Jeff Bezos of Amazon. She's the female version of him kind of maybe not as whatever, but that's like her status. And she, she mentions on the show about how that status for men widens the dating pool but for women makes it almost non-existent for sure sure. and which is so and you can have everything but there's a point where when you can't find a human connection because of your self-empowerment it pulls from that 
girl. But that's human nature, and I don't think that that means you're not self-empowered no. anymore. You're saying that, like, you should... Okay, so let's dissect that. To me, this character should say, fuck it. I'm not going to dim my light for... No, 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 she wasn't saying that. Sorry. She wasn't saying okay. she's dimming herself uh -huh. down. She's just saying that it makes that self-empowerment more difficult because people are holding it against you, sure. especially in an unfair sure, sure, way. Sure. But to me, I would find strength in that. Uh, yes and no, because there's only... Well, I get we've, it. It's, we've it's, talked about this is. on the podcast with you specifically, where what? you're okay with, broadly speaking, with being the idea alone, of being alone in life. Rather than settling with something that I don't ultimately feel like I deserve. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, even settling aside... It, some people really want to be with somebody, someone who respects them and, and doesn't diminish their value. But there's this longing for a human relationship, an interpersonal relationship. And when you can't find that because of your own self-empowerment, it, it calls into question, kind of like what we were talking about before, is it too much self-empowerment? Is it overbearing in a sense? No, no, because I, 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 no, absolutely not. Because you, you cannot dim your power to let someone else feel like they should exist. They should raise up to your motherfucking standard. But it's crazy because I was also thinking before she, so the way that she um, expressed this idea or this thought in the show, she brought it up uh, in kind of just like two lines. She said it very easily. And before she said, like, the, the punchline, if you will, about, like, the pool being non-existent uh -huh. for em empowered women, um, I thought she was going to say something positive. Because as a gay man, I look up to a strong woman, and I see so much beauty in that. And I think, who wouldn't want to be with that kind of person? But that's because I can look up to a man the same way. And I... I have no need to look down to women the right. way that I think some like straight men do right. because it's competition for them. Or they buy into that yes, traditional role. The traditional like, old school, yeah. The man is the breadwinner, yeah. But but, but that's that interesting. That, that that point is interesting to me because that's so much in the eye of the of the beholder, sure. so to speak. Well, here's the thing with my shit is that I want someone <laughs> to be so self-aware yeah. that if they felt insecure about someone like okay say if i was a woman right mm -hmm. and someone was like i would love to date you but i just think that you're too successful and it would make me feel like a little bit shy kind Thank of like know. the scenario of um crazy rich asians right mm -hmm. where she was so rich and then he came from a poor family he always felt like he had to prove himself and then he ended ultimately like cheated on her and she was like fuck you right to me you need to take time to look at why you feel that way, right. right? Don't try to make me come down to where you're at. I can come down to understand and then lift your ass up. But if you're not willing to get lifted, I'm going to drop your ass, right? I can't pull you along. Well, Because to me, wait real quick. Yeah. To me, what he needs to do is look and be like, okay, why do I feel this way? If you do make more money than me or more successful, does that take away from my success? No. Does it take away from my power? No. So then ultimately, what is precedent over this idea? The precedence is that his image, according to these fucking strangers or outside of the relationship, makes him feel like he's insecure or pussy. But if you don't give a fuck within the relationship because you love this motherfucker bitch, she's not a motherfucking bitch, but this boss-ass bitch, if you love this boss-ass bitch, be with her because that is enough. Mm -hmm. Like, 
and that like that alone to me I wouldn't fuck with shit like that because that's some coward ass pussy ass shit and I'm like I need someone who's evolved ready to support me or grow or like be there as a cheerleader vice versa I would do the same you know what I mean like if I saw the potential in that love in that person I'd be like nah let's break through this fucking mold together but I think this comes from a place of like like I brought up in my coming out story where it's like because I had to fight on my own away from what was traditional as far as family values and create my own set in life, I think mm-hmm. I'm driven to that path because I'm like, that's all I've known. Yeah. So the idea of trying to like settle to be less happy makes no sense to me because really if I didn't come out to my parents, I would be upset mm-hmm. a lot of the time and that's exhausting. I don't have patience for that. So if, if a motherfucker can't get his shit together that's not my problem. I don't yeah, mind if you I want agree. to come on my journey and you know that you're struggling and you're aware of that I don't mind helping you, but don't try to sit there and try to validate how you're feeling by pulling me back. Mm-hmm. Not going to work. Well, it's almost like me trying to get up to your, your hotel room today. It's uh-huh. like, you can send the elevator down for me, but if I step in the elevator and I'm like, Oh, I can't make it up there because I need your key card uh-huh. to hit your floor and make it all the way up. I'm just waiting on you to help me feel self-empowered right. which only diminishes the idea that i can ever f- really feel self-empowerment right and it's not my journey to bear for you do you know what right. i mean yeah like i don't mind being a part of your story a part line of it Correct. and like a side character but i'm not going to be your saving grace mm-hmm. i don't mind being your saving grace if you're fully aware of being saved and wanting to get pulled up but if you're gluing your own feet to the floor right i'm sorry but i have to soar well, and that's like what I talked about in my podcast episode with my dad uh-huh. struggling with alcohol. Yeah. It's like we can send you to rehab, but until you want to get better and and not drink, you're just going to continue exactly. drinking. It's like that friend who keeps getting abused or cheated mm-hmm. on or mentally torn down. It's like, girl, you can do better. You can do better. But she won't realize that until she realizes that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And at a certain point, you can't get upset because it's not your life. So right. you're like girl, you're choosing to do that. So mm-hmm. call me when you're ready to move on because I'll be here. But until then, I'm sorry, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So you didn't name someone who you find to be something. Yeah, because I don't need no motherfucking bitch, okay? <laughs> I empower my motherfucking self. Every time I fucking brush my motherfucking teeth in that mirror, I say, yes. Stand! 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 <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I don't know. I think... I think there's not a single person that defines self-empowerment for yeah. me because I feel like everyone kind of... That's why I used women right now because I think there's just some Yeah, I think of, like it's the idea of it, right? That idea of going against the grain, going against what you feel society is telling you and really deciding what is best for yourself because I think it seems like it's a selfish journey to work on yourself in that sense of doing what's best for yourself. But really, that is your life. And why would you not choose yourself over anyone else? Mm-hmm. I think as long as you're not choosing yourself and at an expense of someone else, right. you shouldn't be doing that. Right. But if you're choosing yourself in this idea that it's not affecting anyone else but yourself, choose yourself every single time. You know, Because I think when you are so self-aware and self-confident and really choosing yourself to be the best foot forward and most self-empowered person, you have so much room to offer so many gifts to someone else, whether Mm -hmm. it's a relationship, a friendship, your job. Yeah, your feet are planted. You're grounded and rooted. It's like, 
you're the tree in a toxic land. I was just going like to say, like a hurricane. Everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, whatever you're harnessing, that vibe will reverberate through, uh-huh. throughout every kind of energy exchange. And I think, honestly, that's like, that's why I'm like, in, for me, what's empowering is that idea. And I think when I see those ideas and situations, I'm like, oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just finished, I know I keep bringing this book up, but Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. um, literally, I just finished her book on the flight I'm over still here. On it. Um, and it took me a while because, like, it's yep, just, you know, same. it's hard to yep. get through sometimes because whatever, life. But um, there's moments in that book where I was just like, yes, bitch. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But her as a person, I don't know her well enough to be like, I look up to you in every aspect. Because that, to me, is who I would want to look up to is where you can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I put more weight on it, on that kind of figure for me. But I can appreciate situations that people have done or scenarios or things where I'm like, yes, I can fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like people like things that Michelle Obama has done where she like was fully aware of being a black first lady where mm-hmm. because she was different, she had to work so much harder to even feel like people would respect her. And then she still got slandered for her body because it's more athletic right. and like, you know, all these things that really she has no control over, but yet still persevered and was like, I'm still going to do what's important for me. And I'm going to mm-hmm. take this time now to really fo- exactly focus on myself to really put forward what I want to put out in the world. That's all you can do. And moments like that, in the bigger picture, that's what I drive or pull encouragement from, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Love that journey for you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> That'll be three hundred dollars. That's all I had on self empowerment. Oh, yeah. I Did you want to add anything to that co- to that topic? Um, yes. I was listening to another podcast. It was Oprah Super Soul Mondays. Okay. Um, Please forgive me because I don't remember who the person she was interviewing, but she wrote this book called The Inquiry. And just a little bit of backstory. This lady, she was like overweight, really didn't take care of herself, kept saying that her family didn't like her, her kids hated her, blah, 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 blah. And one day she was laying on the ground in her house and a roach crawled across her foot because that's how much she wasn't taking care of her life. Like her house. A roach, you said? A roach. Cockroach. And then she said, instantly in that moment, I realized my world changed. And then she goes into talking about how it changed. I I need to find this podcast so I can bring it up for the listeners. So remind me next episode, I will okay. bring this up because I don't want to waste time trying to search for it now. But What was the book called? The Inquiry. And she says these four questions. She says, when you're struggling with anything, the first thing you ask yourself, is it true? Mm. And then the second question is, how do you know it's like, how can you prove that it's absolutely true? The third question is, what does that make you feel? Right. And then Uh the fourth question is, how would you be without that thought? So Mm -hmm. I know that sounds so back ass, like the fuck. Repeat them one more time. Is it true? How do you know it's absolutely true? Um, uh, fuck. (laughs) Um, Damn it. I lost it. That's okay. Just hit rewind. Yeah, just hit rewind. Um, And then how would you be without that thought? Oh, how do you feel about it? And then what would you be without that thought, right? So it's like, um, I'm lonely, right? That's Uh the thought. Is it true? Say yes. Yes, I'm lonely. How do you know it's absolutely true? Because no one reaches out to me. No one talks to me, okay? And you're like, 
well, well how does it make you feel well it just makes me feel even more lonely like i i don't want to be here like da 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 who would you be without that thought right who how would you live without feeling lonely right now we would be hosting a podcast I wouldn't be lonely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that thought wouldn't exist. So then you think, when did that thought get implanted in my brain, right? Yeah. And what we do is we're creating a reality based off based off of our past experiences, mm-hmm. right? In this moment, if I was feeling lonely, am I actually alone? No, I have you, I have other people in my life, blah, 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 right? Right. And then through that, <coughs> I when I feel alone, I start making this story up of like, I'm lonely. I no one loves me. No one cares. No one da da da. And then I spiral into this deeper thing, and then all of a sudden that becomes my reality, right? Mm-hmm. Where I start looking for things that don't exist, right? And then it just like reaffirms what's going through. And then if I was, who was I without that thought? Then if I never thought that, then I would be much happier. You know what yeah. I mean? And I I say that in the self empowerment way of like when you start thinking about yourself or whatever, if it's actually like none of it's true. Like right. literally none of it's true. It's just what we decide in ourselves, what we take from what people give to us, right? Mm-hmm. I'm probably explaining this so rough. <laughs> I'm following because I feel like the only place that I disagree is sometimes perceived realities can be true. That can be your reality. But A, you either could have put yourself in that reality or B, you're not really trying to pull yourself out of that reality. Well, here's the thing. She says you always have to be in the present and now, right? Mm-hmm. So she used this example. She's like, Oprah was like, well, don't you think sometimes people bring bullshit into your life, right? Like domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Did he hit me? Yes. But I'm happy. And she's like, "How? why are you happy? He just hit you. She's like, because it's over. He's never going to hit me again. And then she's like, but he hits you again. She's like, because I let him. Did I leave him? Did I get out of that situation? No. Say he's chasing you, hitting you. Happy. Why? Because it's over. That's the last time he hit me. Hit you again. Happy. That's the last time he hit me, right? Until you get out of it, does it matter? You know what I mean? And you can sit there and make all these emotions, right? Like, how does it make you feel when he hits you? I'm angry. I'm suffering. I'm a victim, blah, blah, blah. But is any of that true? No, because in this moment, you can get out of it. What his job to do on this earth is to hit you. He will keep hitting you as long as you keep letting him hit you, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get out of there and do something now in this moment about it, will he keep hitting you? So do something about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like get out of the situation. Do whatever you can. Is it easy? Not always. But you really have to be aware of like, is this true? No. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a victim. I didn't sit there and get, kept getting abused. He hit me. It was over. I'm happy. I'm out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very hard to think and i was like getting frustrated because she kept saying these things and as i was listening i was like no what the fuck but i'm like no i'm tied back to my past experience do you get what i'm saying where i'm pissed because i'm like no you know my parents did do this to me yeah i'm i'm but then think about it are they still doing it no is it over yes who would i be if my parents never did that to me i would be fine so why am i not fine now because i'm hanging on to these things that aren't true it's your anchor exactly and once I realized, like, oh, shit, that's what she's talking about, I'm like, oh, fuck, you're right. Like, you re- it's almost like retraining your brain, right? Where it's not the idea of, like, faking what, what is reality. It's just like, wait, was that really what happened? You know what yeah. I mean? Retraining your brain is, we've talked about this before, but it's one of my favorite life lessons that our friendship has ever taught me. Yeah. 
like the ability to do that and to know that I am empowered to do that for myself where that takes time and patience and constant thought and it's like a muscle you have to exercise Mm -hmm. yeah um but when you do it I guess I guess where I struggled with it that I only now I'm am just sort of like pulling myself out of and realizing looking back is I sometimes did it in a self-destructive way um, subconsciously. And that's why I say like it takes so much consciousness to retrain your brain because you have to make sure, I guess, ask yourself questions like yeah. these where you're saying, is this benefiting me? Is it benefiting me? Yeah. Is it worth it? Is this going to make me a better person? And if you can answer yes to those questions, then continue to retrain Absolutely. that thought process um, and that way of life. But it's like we use that Christmas example of like, oh, I'm sad because I'm not with my family. I'm lonely, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, okay, if you weren't feeling those ways, what would you be doing to make this a better Christmas? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why well, I'd be calling people I love, surrounding myself with things I want to do. Yeah. Then fucking do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Create that experience. And then now this Christmas is saved or whatever mm-hmm. the case is where yeah. you have to act now what you're doing by saying, Oh, um, my parents aren't here. I'm alone for Christmas. I'm sitting there living for a better past, which will never come. Mm-hmm. That will never come because it's not going to change until it's you the do past. something about it. It's the past. Yeah. So is any of that true now? No, unless you sit here and think of it true. And then now it's your reality. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's all. Empower that bitch ass. Hey, fess okay. up. Stand, stand, stand. <laughs> yes, stand, stand, bitch. <laughs> so should we end with in season? Yeah. into botanical gardens right now mm-hmm. um i say that jokingly but i really am into plants for some reason mm-hmm. i've been buying a lot of pots for my house um i've kind of been considering doing like a little outside garden atrium thing i've always been really bad with like taking care of plants but i've since buying them surprisingly for the past month i've been super adamant about taking care of the plant because i don't want to feel like i'm wasting money mm-hmm. ultimately yeah but two it brings like a freshness to the house that mm-hmm. I absolutely love. And I've been buying a lot of plants that filter the air. Yeah. Um, so that's been really nice. Buy your plants at Home Depot. They have a return policy on plants. But don't buy it if at it Home dies. Depot. Why? I don't know. I go to a plant nursery in Long Beach. It's massive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that works really too. Nice. And they're super cheap. But right. um, plants have been really my Places cheap. in New York love to jack up the price because yeah, we have no do. nature here. It's so true. You got to like <laughs> yeah. fucking bring all your plants into town but i'm really um nurturing this spider plant what is that it's like um one of the ones that you put in like macrame that hangover oh okay and um the leaves are green and white and they're super long uh-huh. and then little stems shoot out and make mm. little bursts of firework like the plant but smaller does that make sense so it looks like little fireworks you know like a firework blows up mm-hmm. and then the one that like blows up again like the yeah, little yeah. ones love it looks very that okay. so i'm like really trying to make that into like a love child. Where is that? Um, well, it was in my house, like by my window in the front, but then I didn't feel like it was getting enough light because uh-huh. it started getting really pale. Okay. So I just hung it outside hmm. to get ultralight. Plants are a dedication because I have a plant and I love it, but now it needs more space to spread its roots and I don't want to 
buy something else, yeah. like a new pot yeah. and replant it. I just want it to be able to grow how it is. Yeah, it is hard. So I would love to work more on that because I, that's definitely a theme. Can you separate in, the plant and like put it in two pots to keep it small? Mm, no. no, it all sprouts from one thing. Um, but I feel like plants and greenery are huge in like interior design right now. You see it everywhere and it looks great with everything like some green. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what am I into? Well, my roommate and I were actually talking about this today and she's super into it and she's trying to make a conscious effort to do it more. And, uh, it's something that I was doing for a while that I've stopped doing and that I talking to her has like, uh, reprompted that thought in my mind but sort of like living through your capital t truth and to move through like this entire conversation there are moments like i was thinking of like when i was at work recently and something happened and i sort of like i didn't lie through a conversation but because i didn't want to invest much energy i just like let somebody talk and if they asked if i knew what they were talking about i was like yeah yeah, yeah. i had no idea what they were talking about but like why not just engage in the conversation and educate yourself a little bit or, or like, like, I mean, that's a weird example, example, but I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah like you're, you're not, not, you're not actively engaging and it, that causes you to sort of just coast or make decisions that you wouldn't otherwise make if you were staying true to yourself mm-hmm. and your capital T truth. Um, but that kind of comes through that like self-awareness and that self-confidence and empowerment mm-hmm. of being like, I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to. Or I do want to do this, so I'm just going to tell you that I want to do it. Even if I know you're still not going to want to, I want you to know that I'm confident enough to tell you that that's yeah. what I want. Like, you know? let's eat here. I don't want to, but if you want to, I will. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rather than be like, oh, and then taking that in and being upset. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And, like, secretly being upset. Right. Um, because it just allows for so much more growth and honesty and prosperity in a relationship and happiness because ultimately you're like letting people know so the next time it comes around they're not gonna like if you always go to in and out and you're like i don't like in and out right so they go once and you're like oh let's go in and out you're like okay yeah that sounds fine Uh uh-huh but if you're like i don't really like in and out but if you want to go i'll go they're never gonna suggest in and out so now you don't even have to deal with it right Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 for sure i support that cool well i think that's great yeah that's that you want to um sign off not even that but tell them how they can reach us and shit oh yeah uh so i'm still not on instagram personally but you can follow us on instagram at fruit snacks pod that's fruit snacks with an s uh or you can email us directly at fruit snacks pod at gmail.com you can also reach brian personally on instagram at weaver brian brian with a y on instagram i hate giving my personal account because i don't really do you because i feel like you love engaging with people on instagram i do but i don't care if like i'm not like oh follow follow oh i know you're not trying to get followers i'd rather get followers for our fruit snacks podcast honestly no i know but i say that because i feel like you directly engage with people more on your personal well i have more people on my personal account yeah yeah but regardless if you want to follow me follow me um and then like he was saying with engagement we're gonna start posing questions questions on our Instagram and stuff like that. So make sure you follow just to keep up with the current episodes so that you know what we're talking about. And we would love for to bring you, bring you guys into the conversation. Yeah. Um, also last week was not only our 20th episode, but it was the first episode with new segment introductions that Brian put together with a couple friends. Oh my God. I didn't, we never talked about it. Oh my God. We didn't. So there was transitions last week. I want to give a big shout out to Grace, my friend Grace and my friend Mia, and also Albert. 
Albert helped me with um, the musical part of it, and then Grace and um, Mia lended their beautiful voices to help with the lyrics. and mm-hmm. Not lyrics, but to put the voices to the lyrics I created and yeah. all of that. So it's been such a fun thing being in the mock studio and yeah. being a producer with them beats. It was so funny watching you post videos with Mia because her and I work together at Guest Talent Productions. Yeah, she's at great. Disney. Music. Yeah, she is. But yeah, thank so you guys thank you so guys. Much. They sound great. Yeah. We're excited. Let us know what you think about them. And that's that. Catch you guys next week on Fruit Snack. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. So the episode is over, but I wanted to introduce to you guys a new segment called Fruit Facts. And what Shane and I are going to do is go back through the episode and give you some references as far as the stuff we talk about. Because once we get caught up in conversation, we don't want the conversation to stop to try to figure out what we're talking about when we give titles to books or we try to talk about other podcasts that we listen to as inspiration for our thoughts and our conversations. So through um, this point on, we're going to go back and use the segment Fruit Facts um, to kind of fact check the episode that we just recorded. So now going back through this episode, um, the book that I mentioned called The Inquiry, where it has the four um, inquiry questions of, is it true? Is it absolutely true? How do you know? How does it make you feel? All that stuff, that whole segment. The book is actually called The Work, and it's by an American author named Byron Katie. And you can actually look up a lot of her um speeches and um like little segments of her book that she does like a synopsis of on youtube and stuff like that so just google her name and if you want to listen to the podcast that i got introduced to her by on oprah super soul you can actually find the podcast just like you found ours fruit snacks um on your podcast app it is on um spotify and any other place you find your podcast but um the episode is called byron katie semicolon set yourself free and again that's on the super soul podcast that is um put on by oprah and then um during the in season segment i talked about a plant nursery in long beach and i wanted to kind of just give them a shout out because people did ask about that as well and the plant nursery is called mezcala nursery that's m-e-z-c-a-l-a nursery it's off the 91 at orange in long beach in north long beach you can actually search that on yelp and it will come up and it shows opening and closing times. Just be aware that they do only accept cash, I believe. So you do have to have cash, but the nursery is amazing and it's on a huge plot of land. You can find plenty of plants out there. And then I wanted to reiterate that we are so grateful for um, the help that I had with Albert, Mia, and Grace for coming up with um, the transitions for us. And hopefully you guys do enjoy that from our last episode to this episode, but I'm going to go and give a shout out to them and kind of list their Instagram. Cause I feel like I need to show the love. So at winky face, Albert is Albert who helped us set up with the music tracks. So that was at winky face, Albert. And then the two vocalists that you heard on this this week's episode and last week's episode, one of them is Mia Jones, and you can find her at Mia Jones Music. And then my other friend, Grace, and you can find her at Grace Lou, Gracie Lou Freebush. Okay, so that was at Mia Jones Music, Mia spelled M-I-A Jones Music, and then Gracie Lou Freebush. That's my friend Grace. You can find both of them on Instagram as well as uh, Winky Face Albert. But again, this is going to be fruit facts and it's fact checking all the things that Shane and I both were wrong on. (laughs) So again, we'll catch you guys next week on Fruit Snacks. And as always, thank you guys for listening.